spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. It looks less like a luchador mask and more like a gimp mask. That's, that sounds right. On this episode of DC On Screen, Joker hits the Billion Dollar Club. We have a very, very telling Birds of Prey synopsis. The Twelfth Doctor will have a big role in the Suicide Squad. Plus, Black Adam's release date and the future of Titans and so much crisis. And a Harley Quinn trailer. There's a lot. There, there's a lot happening. Yeah, big week. Let's do it. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my cussy, my cussy pro host, <laughs> Jason Goss. <laughs> That's called a spoonerism. Yep. Switch the front letters of two words accidentally. Okay. Well, yeah. I can deal with that. This is DC On Screen, where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television. I'm going to start doing the Spoonerisms now. Do entire, the entire episode of Trying to stop. Yeah. Uh, we give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. Uh, today is... Um, a hard day. I'm I'm getting sick. Nice. It's a good start. And I've had yeah. I've had maybe maybe three and a half hours of sleep over the last two days. Okay. Well, that's you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna be all here. Apparently, like I'm already spoonering spoonerisming it up. Yeah. Is that a word? Spooner spoonerism. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna let it slide. Thank you. You get a few extras today. Bless you. Bless you, Goss. No, no condemnation for a man on two hours sleep. <laughs> All right. So, um, if you would like to support uh, our little endeavor here and, and get some free content along the way, uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen. We have a $1 tier where you get every episode ad free. And then we have a $5 tier where you get every episode ad free. And then you get extra episodes. You mm-hmm. get little Chasing Squirrel segments where we just, you know, things that I cut out of the episodes where we talk about, you know, silly shit that has nothing to do with anything or very tangentially has anything to do with, with what we're actually speaking about on the show, uh, as well as warm-ups and also Jason's pull list. You just put, po- what did you, what did you just post? Uh, the did, last of the deceased about? series. Oh. Yeah. The uh, okay. DC zombie world. I keep seeing stuff about that and thinking, hmm, it's not my thing. Uh, I mean, I like zombies as a as a genre, but um, mm-hmm. this thing was fun. Good, and you you said that they figured out a way to make that canon within the within the universe. Well, kind of. There's a uh, a thing going on with Justice League right now where they they say not to mess with Freak Witch Earth. They said don't mess with Earth. So and so's Batman. He's kind of bitey. That's great. <laughs> and in the first like in the first issue of Deceased, he's he's gone. They kill everybody. 
That's fun. I mean, it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we got some uh, Apple podcast reviews. We're up to 79 now. We're trying Ooh. to get to 100 by the end of the year. So uh, come on, Help. guys. Um, we literally can't do it without you. Lisa gives us five stars. She's from the uh, I Love That Movie podcast. I just did an episode with her yesterday where we talked about High Fidelity, which is one of my favorite movies. Also one of my one. favorite books. Um, we had, I had a great time over there talking that, about that movie with her. She uh, gives us five stars, says, Great podcast and host. DC On Screen is a great podcast for DC fans. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. And uh, JD Batfan 95 gives us five stars and says, One of the goats... Now this is this this I, I absolutely appreciate this review. I'm a little I'm a little confused. I know what goats mean, right? They, I was gonna say because it came from sports. I think surely you okay. know what goat means now. I yeah. I think well, I know it from the internet. Yeah, it's divested itself enough. I think. And you know, if if, if he still means greatest of all time, well, that's quite flattering. It's quite flattering. However, the review itself starts to read like you know something a passive aggressive mother might say. <laughs> DC on screen is a podcast full of some of the greatest antics known to mankind. Now, you know, you, we can let that slide because, you know, there's humorous material maybe. Sure. But, you know, well, it feels a little, you know, I, I read it and I first thought, are we, are we shock jocks? Are we like man on the street? Are we Billy on the street? Billy I Eichner? Like, what's happening? At this point, I feel like you should have read it and thought, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes very much so <laughs> um he says if you want to listen to two guys babble on parentheses like i do yeah yeah then this is the podcast for you oh yeah <laughs> what i don't know i think it's more of a sheep sound babbling i, I it, it just feels like he's saying we're long-winded but he likes that yeah so that works for him good because we can't stop we can't I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that review. It's just that I, I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sensitive about it. And no amount of help will, will help you. Man, you need to get to bed. I know. Thank you, JD. Where do you prefer Batfan? Either way. Shall I call you 95? <laughs> Mr. 95. All right. <laughs> but yeah, please, guys. Uh, if you don't want to, you know, if you do or don't want to do the Patreon and support us that way, a great way to support us. Is, is to go and throw us a, a, a review. Now, before we get into the sh- into the actual proper show, I do want to give a quick note about the Snyder Cut. This is, we are recording on uh, November 17th, which is the release date two years ago for Justice League, as, uh-huh. it, as we have gotten it. So um, if you're seeing on Twitter and the internets, the release the Snyder Cut hashtag more than normal. Um, they're trying to be heard. But and, it's more um, timing than anything else. It's timing. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I know you're still super, super skeptical. You don't believe. I, I don't know what to believe. I'm, you know, we've got Stephen M. Colbert uh, from Screen Rant saying some interesting stuff. Uh, we got Zack Snyder. He posted like a previs of like Superman being grabbed by a giant claw. He's still got like the stab wound and it says like he is he is yet to rise or he has not risen or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of cool cyborg stuff from Ray Fisher. You know, everybody's doing their part, posting posting the stills of this thing. I don't know what it means. Uh, frankly, I'm hoping that I get to erase this entire message because by the time we release the episode, something will have been re- uh, announced because everybody thinks that something's going to be announced today. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> except for you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so just letting you guys know, stuff is happening, but not real news yet. But um, over to Joker. <laughs> over to a thing that really does exist. The Snyder Cut exists, man. Come on. <laughs> it just might not be released ever. <laughs> if a Snyder Cut falls in the forest and no one's around. That might be the most viable argument I've ever heard you give for that. <laughs> well, good. Jason Momoa was around, though. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jay Oliva was around. Damn it. A very somber Dave, uh, popping in from the future, November 11th, 2019 to be exact. Uh, the release of the Snyder Cut campaign went full throttle on the 17th. In addition to the people you just heard me name, Dave Bautista, Damon Lindelof, David Ayer, Kevin Smith, and most importantly Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, and Zack Snyder himself all posted the hashtag, release the Snyder Cut, and showed tremendous support for the movement. And in my mind, that is proof enough that it at least exists. Despite all of the support, despite uh, reaching over 500,000 uh, hashtag tweets, The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that uh, an insider from WB says that they don't have any plans, any immediate plans to release uh, the Snyder Cut. I'm not giving up hope. It sucks. <laughs> but, um... I don't know, man. I think we should just keep uh, hoping for the best. And, uh, of course, in the uh, in, in the words of the great Jay Oliva, stay positive, keep it professional, and keep supporting the movement. Back to the show. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Joker, has, it's being reported Joker has officially crossed a billion dollars at the uh, international box office. I mean, or at the worldwide box office, I should say. That's not surprising. No, it's not. It, it, not at this point. We knew it was heading there. Nah, it was getting that last way. Last several weeks. It I, know is it's the most... I know it's still got some views on the table from people that are like, man, I just can't get out to see it and all that. Like it's... Mm-hmm. There was plenty there. Yeah. Now, you know, box office mojo isn't updated. It's, it's in the 990s. Uh, as far as that goes, but, um, you know, it's a Sunday. They're not going to update until tomorrow, probably. But even at, uh, the, at, when it hit 9.57, it was the most profitable comic book movie of all time. Right. So, we, that was 15 times its estimated budget. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. God, mm -hmm. so much money. Mm-hmm. And we have Todd Phillips telling Los Angeles Times uh, what his uh, con one condition for making a sequel would be at this point. He says, uh, it couldn't just be this wild and crazy movie about the clown prince of crime. It would have to have some thematic resonance in a similar way that this does, because I think that's ultimately why the movie connected. It's what's going on under underneath. So many movies are about to, uh, sorry, about the spark, and this is about the powder. If you could capture that again in a real way, that would be interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure where you'd go with it yet to do a similar kind of thing without. I don't know. I don't know. I think you. I think the next logical pro, uh, logical progression is uh, to start messing with Batman himself. It could be, but I think they'll only do it if they have a really good idea of what to do to like match it up with the free first one. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, at this point, there's no way they're not actively pursuing something <laughs> like behind closed doors. They're not admitting to it. 
But Warner Brothers has been on the phone with Mr. Phillips. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're talking. They've discussed things with Mr. Phoenix. Things if nothing else, <laughs> they're probably just on the phone making sure they got their giant back-end points checks. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, there was a recent question and answer session at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And Todd Phillips uh, was talking about uh, Joaquin Phoenix's willingness to just try things. You remember that scene in the movie where he crawls into, he like empties out his refrigerator and crawls in? Yeah. That was one of those. It wasn't <laughs> scripted, but it made it in the movie because it was just weird as hell. <laughs> yeah. And Philip says, uh, one of the great things about uh, Joaquin is he's always up to try things. So we would finish our days early sometimes and we started doing this thing, Joaquin and I. We called it a study of insomnia. It was mm. our own fun little thing. Like, we have an hour left in the day. Let's light this kitchen. Joaquin, let's do something over by the sink or the fridge. And let's just set up two cameras. Larry would operate one. Jeff would operate the other. And we would do these things. The fridge was one of those. It wasn't in the script. It was something that Joaquin just kind of did. And there were a few. There was a few others. Um, there's only one other that's in the movie. And it's when he's laughing after he goes to Zazie Beat's apartment. And he comes back down the hall and he's laughing alone in that living room. That was another one. But while some of those scenes actually got in, he says there were two or three others we shot. One that is an amazing that is amazing in a bathtub, but I don't think we can actually include it in any R-rated movie. Hmm. And it's not because it was pornographic. It was just insane. <laughs> he did not expound. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's... I desperately want to see that scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I mean can you... <laughs> Can your deleted scenes be more than R-rated if you release it? Yes. You can put whatever you want on those, right? Yeah, you, you could you could stick it in the movie if you wanted to, and they would just call it unrated. Oh, okay. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, rooting for that now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> release the Phillips cut. <laughs> release the tub cut. I don't need anyone's cut, necessarily. Just give me more of the movie. Release the tub cut, I'm telling you. The tub cut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's got that's got legs right there oh yeah yeah do you ever do you ever see even stevens on the, on the disney channel oh yeah my wife's been watching that thing i i had not realized that their coach's name was coach Tugnut. <laughs> no i'd forgotten that <laughs> that's bad and they, they they call him coach Tugnut, and like the first episode or whatever it is and they all like sort of snicker and i'm like how did they get away with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway Birds of Prey, they've released a plot synopsis. And normally I don't care about plot synopsis, but, or synopses. Uh-huh. But um, this one's pretty interesting. It says, um, <laughs> you ever hear the one about the cop, the songbird, the psycho, and the mafia princess? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is a twisted tale told by Harley herself, as only Harley can tell it. When Gotham's most nefariously narcissistic villain, Roman Sionis, and his zealous right hand, Zaz, put a target on a young girl named Cass, the city is turned upside down looking for her. Harley, Huntress, Canary, and Black Canary, I should say, and mm-hmm. Renee Montoya's paths collide and the unlikely foursome have no choice but to team up to take Roman down. Uh, in the Warner Brothers Pictures film, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn alongside Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, Journey Smollett-Bell as Black Canary, Rosie Perez as Renee Rontoya, uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz, and Ewan, sorry, Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis. Newcomer Ella J. Basco also stars as Cassandra Cass Kane in her feature film debut. Yeah. 
what is what's interesting about this to me? Mm-hmm. Not only are they confirming what we heard in rumor that you know it was going to center around uh, Cass Kane being uh, hunted down, uh-huh. which is now this is the first time it's been actually uh, confirmed. But that is a twisted tale told by Harley herself, as only Harley can tell it, which tells me they could do whatever the hell they want. Yep. Yeah, that was it a could be unreliable narrator. And it's an unreliable narrator. Absolutely. I love that I do a show with a guy who knows that term as well. It, it's it's the first, the only, the only real thing that occurred to me out of that synopsis was like, yeah, I think I saw the rest of this coming, but oh, okay, that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the... I mean, uh, the movie could have been in or out of canon as as is, I guess, or it could have just been a side tale anyway. But mm-hmm. to frame it, for her to be framing it, yeah, you don't know what is and isn't going to be connected to reality in any capacity. And to, you know, put the cherry on top, uh, Margot Robbie was giving a uh, an interview and she referred to the movie as a little bonkers and then <laughs> said the story in Birds of Prey is told from her point of view. So you have an insight into Harley's world in a way that you didn't in the first Suicide Squad film, nor that you'll have in the next Suicide Squad film. It's a little bonkers. It reflects her personality. It's heightened. It's poppy. It's fun. It's violent. It's crazy. It's absurd. It's kooky. It's hilarious. It's a little heartbreaking. Good. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. When do we get this thing again? February. Oh, that's, that's, that's not too far, man. I can make it. Yeah. Now, over on the Suicide Squad, speaking yeah. of Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. one... Causing great controversy, Margot Robbie also praised the humor in James Squad's Suicide Squad film. She says in an interview with Variety uh, that Joel Kinnaman is right. You're going to be laughing a lot. It's going to be good. It's all I can say for now. It's going to be very, very good. Now, was um, Kinnaman, by the way, I'm pretty sure you called him James Quad. What? I think you just called him James Quad, but, you know, James Gunn. Oh, no, I meant to say James Gunn. Uh, I think some sleepiness... No, it's not just sleepiness. There. I am sick. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. I'm just blaming I, everything on two hours sleep for now. We'll let the rest mm. of that develop as it will. Um, uh, I thought I said James Gunn. <laughs> I think it was anyway. Uh, I th- wasn't it Kinnaman that was saying that they were really kind of stretching his... Uh, he was getting to stretch his boundaries as far as comedy. Wasn't really something yeah. he was comfortable with, but he was enjoying getting to try it. Yeah. Well, good. He, he said it, it, you know, in a lot of ways it reads like a comedy. Which is up, greatly upset the DCEU set, or a big chunk of it, eh. because, you know, they don't like jokes. Yeah, some some really don't. I mean, teach their own, but that one's like, I, I enjoy a world a world with more jokes in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I love gallows humor, and uh, fuck, I can't imagine a better place than put it in a Suicide Squad film. Absolutely. I dig it. So. I'm down. I'm in. I like all the Guardians movies, so. What do you, you know? Do? I'm one of those filthy marble stands, I guess, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Capaldi. Lord help me. I love that man. Yeah, he's good. And uh, James Gunn, not Quad, James yeah. Gunn um, <laughs> was that asked one. on Instagram if Capaldi will have a cameo or a big role in the movie. And Gunn responded by saying he has a big role. <laughs> I was hoping there would be more to it than that, but I'll take it. That's all I want. I was I really just, hoping for a little bit more, but you know, I get it. Yeah, he's also a, a deeply more. gifted actor. Like it's hard to get him on your on your roster and not take full advantage. Yeah, why would you? It like unless it's. I feel like one of these people that we're super excited about is going to die in like the first twenty seconds of the film. 
I, 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 I can't imagine Nathan Fillion lasting 10 minutes. Yeah, that, he's the one I've got pegged to. That, like, he comes in with all his bluster and charisma, and he makes it like five seconds before he gets gut shot and put down. Yep. <laughs> and it, I, don't know, I don't know if it's been confirmed, because I haven't seen that it's confirmed, only that they've released, or they haven't released. It's been leaked photos of him in costume. Some people are claiming he's, um, uh, that arms fall off character or whatever. I just, I want him, <laughs> if he's that character, I want his arms to, I want him to be beaten to death by one of his own arms. That's what I want. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's the natural conclusion. I feel like if you do that character, you can't actually, you've, you've got to just have him be beat to death by one of his own arms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. And, and probably both of them kind of in tandem. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know, we're going to move on. And, um, James Gunn has, says that there will be more practical effect, uh, sorry, practical sets and effects in the Suicide Squad than all his other movies combined. That may not be hard to do. I mean, considering the movies he's been working on recently, at least. I mean, but when you consider the Guardians movies, yeah, and but, Slither, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though there's a lot of um, there's a lot of computer in the Guardians movies. If for no mm-hmm. other reason than they they couldn't build like, I mean, they they have like. The, the ship has a set, and usually where they are for a minute is a set. But those, I mean, most of the backgrounds are computer. That might be fair. Marvel takes a lot of heat for just kind of shooting people with a loose script on a green screen. <laughs> They're making it work, man. Fuck it. Yeah, they are. I don't mind that at all. No. But they're again like just the backgrounds a lot. They do, uh, especially with uh, Guardians. It's big, big sets, big setups. I mean, hell, most of that planet they were on for two was probably fake. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on there. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, we kind of, we res- we reported it, uh, but um, Matt Reeves has confirmed Andy Serkis is Alfred. Good. It seemed pretty damn sure when we reported it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Pattinson was talking about, a little bit to uh, Jennifer Lopez in a variety of actors on Actors interview. and um, That's an interesting pairing. Right. Right. And he talked a little bit about why he wanted to play Batman. He says, with Batman, it's a strange one with me. I was very, very focused on it, and I don't know why. It just kind of kept coming back into my head. I knew they were doing another one. It just really appealed to me. I don't know what it is uh, which happened inside of me. It's a different feeling where you want to do something, where you know there's an audience. There's an anticipation from an audience that's already there. I like doing something that is something an audience kind of doesn't know that it wants and kind of try to get it out to them and that's a whole different thing there is a competitive side as well where you know everyone's like oh yeah you want to play batman and it's kind of fun the challenge of it is kind of interesting he says i have no interest uh whatsoever in playing who's heroic the only time i want to play someone in uh an audience knows they're supposed to like is when they really shouldn't like them that's the only time he's a very 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 troubled person there's very few of a character that's regarded by everyone as a heroic character that they know uh, they that they know they that they need to save the day and they know they're good. And I always find it interesting to know that Batman, he's always struggling a little bit in some iterations of the stories anyway. He doesn't know if he's that great or not. And that's kind of interesting, walking the line all the time. So we're going to do I, anti-hero Batman. And he likes anti-heroes in general. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you guys are doing Zack Snyder Batman. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Please don't kill anyone. I'm so tired of hearing it. <laughs> Not, it yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> it's gotten old to think about like, oh, they never kill. They kill all the time, man. 
all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's an argument that I'm done having. And, hey, I'd, I'd kind of appreciate not having to do that again. Oh, I'm not going to have the argument again. Oh, I don't plan. I don't plan to have the argument again. Bailing on that entirely if it comes up. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm sick of seeing it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there'll be some subset of people that aren't happy with this, no matter what happens. So, just brace yourself for them, and we'll we'll hope for the best. Speaking of a particular subset of people who aren't happy about a thing. Oh, lovely. Um, Jamie Lawson has been cast in the Batman, and we're not telling what role. We're not being told what what role she's been cast as, and uh, you know she she just graduated from the Juilliard School in New York, and um, they pulled her right out of Juilliard and thrown her right into a Batman movie. <laughs> now here's the thing: this Jamie yeah. Lawson character, um, this actress, uh, she happens to be a woman of color, mm. a woman of the same color that Jeffrey Wright is, the guy playing Commissioner Gordon. Ah. And um, even though the fan base seemed to have been fine with Jeffrey Wright, a black guy playing Commissioner Gordon, they're suddenly upset by the fact that they think, oh, wait, no, that means Barbara has to be black. (laughs) Mm. I don't quite understand the sentiment uh, that you would be happy with one and not the other since they're related. Yeah. I, you know, when, when they went that way with Commissioner Gordon, I went, oh, yeah, okay, well... (laughs) So there's no know, reason this isn't okay. All right, sure, they, whatever. Right, they haven't said that this is that this is Barbara Gordon, and I don't, I don't really see. Like, I don't know how they were they're gonna pull this off necessarily, and they can, but we know that Christina Hodson is still or has written a Batgirl script, mm-hmm. and that they are working on Barbara Gordon Batgirl, uh, and I'm as far as I understand it, it has been DCEU related. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeffrey Wright doesn't look like J.K. Simmons, so this is definitely not DCEU with the Batman. So are we going to have parallel Batgirls? Yeah, could be. Or there's... Is there any reason to really think, other than the fact that they're both black, is there any reason to really think that she's going to be a Gordon? Um, Just that she's young. I mean, from just, uh, to, just to that end, I think we're jumping a lot of conclusions here, guys. We are, we are, and you know I haven't said it was it's Barbara Gordon yet. Um, <laughs> what, what what strikes me is it's it borders on the like. Well, they're both black, so they must be related. <laughs> it does. Like, um, not not sure that follows, fella. You know what? Uh, my first thought was is that um, she would be Selena Kyle's uh, little friend. What was her name? Holly something? Holly Robinson, maybe. You know, that sounds right. Like when Selena's... Man, uh, it's been a minute since I've heard from her. Right. I mean, it was back when, you know, Frank Miller was doing Selena is a prostitute. She's got a a little girl prostitute that she protects. Yeah. And I I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's been a while. Yeah. Like, that was my first thought. But the fact that they're not disclosing the role in any capacity is interesting. I don't think it would be for such a minor character. Mm. Yes and no. I mean, disclosing the role is one thing, but... And maybe she's really good. I mean, she did graduate to Juilliard. That's that's right. not nothing. But well, maybe maybe they're just you know not disclosing the role because the role isn't worth disclosing. Possib- that's kind of what I was wondering. Is like, well, I mean, but of course, you know, everybody thinks like, oh man, they're keeping something a secret. This is a big plot point, and it might be. It could be. I, I don't know. But you know, I just I'm confused if she is Barbara Gordon. Just so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
there's a lot of yeah and so what going on here for me. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't have been surprised. I guess I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, there's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I rarely understand uh-huh. outrage, and uh, this this one I squarely don't. It's just not quite. I feel like we used to be more outragey. I don't know. I I, I th- we've been beaten. <laughs> we've just been beaten and jaded by uh, the passage of time and and the DC universe as it stands. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, I I prefer to think we've grown. I mean, I hope so, but we still don't like Dark Knight Rises. But we've grown. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not gonna grow on me. Yeah. Eh. Hashtag Gordon should be dead. <laughs> Hashtag they never should have found him. They said they never should have found him. <laughs> anyway. That's yeah, not anyway. hanging a lantern. That's being completely unaware of your own actions. <laughs> All right. So, um, dude, Black Adam. Oh, hell yeah. Rock yeah. popped over to social media. And he, re- he revealed this badass artwork. And... I don't know if you like looked into the artwork. Did you did you see the artwork? Mm-hmm. It's Boss Logic. Boss Logic and Jim Lee collaborating. Ooh. And Boss Logic, dude, that dude's blowing up, man. Yeah, he's doing he's, well. He's been doing like graphic stuff for Marvel that you know for Endgame and stuff. Like, yeah, he's man. I mean, he and he, he made his bones just doing fan art, and it seems like somebody's finally cutting him a check now. Yes, and and good for him, man. He's it's always been great art. This wasn't the only. Um, I guess good for him or her. I don't know. It's a guy. Okay. But it, he, Boss Logic is a really nice guy. Even after he was, he blew up, he uh, allowed me to use some of his artwork for Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in one of our uh, show arts. Oh, that's I just right. really liked that. And he was just yeah. like, oh, go for it, man. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's really, that's really cool. He's like, really, yeah, nice blue. Quite gracious. Uh, but he did, he's revealed two pi- two pictures now, uh, one with like Superman having done some real damage to uh, Black Adam, Superman floating above Black Adam, and then... Um, that one I haven't seen. Yeah, that was also Jim Lee in Boss Logic. And, That's uh, And The Rock specifically requested that one. <laughs> and then the one that, you know, came with the announcement of, of Black Adam, or The Rock as Black Adam, uh, hovering above. Yeah, kind of floating down. Mm-hmm. And um, The yeah. Rock writes, the man in black with the lightning bolt. Like most kids growing up, I dreamed about being a superhero, having cool superpowers, fighting for what's right, and always protecting the people. It all changed for me when I was 10 years old and was first introduced to the greatest superhero of all time, Superman. As a kid, Superman was the hero I always wanted to be. But a few years into my fantasy, I realized that Superman was the hero I could never be. I was too rebellious, too rambunctious, too resistant to convention and authority. Despite my troubles, I was still a good kid with a good heart. I just liked to do things my way. Now, years later, as a man with the same DNA I had as a kid, my superhero dreams have come true. I'm honored to join the iconic DC Universe, and it's a true pleasure to become Black Adam. Black Adam is blessed by magic and the powers equal to Superman, but the difference is he doesn't uh, toe the mark or walk the line. He's a rebellious, one-of-a-kind superhero who will always do what's right for the people, but he does it his way. Truth and justice, the Black Adam way. This role is unlike any other I've played in my career, and I'm grateful to the bone. We'll all go on this journey together. Black Adam, 12-22-21. Yeah, that's sweet. Complete yep. with release date. That's... Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've known that he was still on board and still hyped and still excited for a while, but you know, that didn't necessarily mean anything in the new landscape. This yeah. is really nice. This is nice to, to, to really know for sure. And what's even more nice 
is he has confirmed. He said it before, and we didn't know the guy, but we know him now. Um, Lawrence Shear, the cinematographer for Joker, is shooting Black Adam. Oh, cool. Yeah, he did a great job. The Rock uh, revealed that on Twitter. He had worked with uh, that cinematographer uh, cinematographer before, and um, we didn't know what the hell that movie was when he, something jungle something, and uh, I didn't write it down. Still. Something jungle something. Yep. But uh, knowing it's the Joker cinematographer, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. And um, someone asked, uh, David Sandberg posted a picture of uh, the wizard from Shazam, said the wizard will be in, uh, will be back in Black Adam, right? The events are before Shazam, right? Sandberg responds, I have no idea what happens in Black Adam or who's in it. Different writer, director, producer. So far as, uh, so far, I only know what I've read online. Perhaps I'll find out more eventually, but at the moment, I'm just as curious as everyone else. Somehow I believe it when he says it. He's he's just been so damn transparent about the Shazam process. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little cagey when he had to be, but he he would just tell you now I'm I'm hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't try to like talk or respond around with or, a, with an obvious joke. Yeah, or just lie. Yeah, obvious joke was a fun one. Um, <laughs> he would just straight up say I I can't tell you any of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate yeah. that. Uh, but you know, uh, the the Rock had his uh. Producer credits on Shazam, so I would imagine they'll probably keep that kind, keep that continuity. Yeah, I mean they even seem to use his outline for one of the mm-hmm. little the exposition. History list. Yeah, yeah, the little, history lesson. Yeah, history the history lesson. lesson. That's what we were calling. There's always a history lesson. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we're gonna go to over, go over to Aquaman two here, and uh, Patrick Wilson, guy that played Orm, is talking to Hollywood Reporter. And he, uh, a little bit about Aquaman too. He says, I'm slightly briefed. Of course, I want to know everything, but I also have a great respect for him, James Wan, and the process to know that I'm okay staying out of it until it's late in the game. Sometimes there's so much information that I don't ask because I don't want to know. And I don't want him to go, I can't tell you that yet. I just throw a little dart here and there. I'll say, so what about this? And he'll say, well, this is sort of what I'm thinking. But mm. we talk a lot. It's funny. When I think about the answers that I gave you at the beginning of this and always pushing myself forward, even in the same genre, that's James to a T. He says, uh, I can tell you that even his concepts for Aquaman 2 are pushing it even further, whatever that means. I have a few ideas of where Orm fits in, but I'm not going to talk about them. Well, speaking of just telling you, I'm not going to tell you. There you go. That's what that sounds like. But importantly, this does confirm that he is at least in the movie. Well, yeah, that he has some place in that universe still, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was going to be in the movie. Well, yeah, that's definitely what I thought. I mean, there's a there's a history of um, Ocean Master trying to take over, getting put in his place, and then teaming up with his brother later, being like, well, you know, I just didn't mean it to get that far, sorry. I, I hate to say it, but I really want to see, I really want to see Jason Momoa reading journal entries to, to Orm in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's silly. I know it's from Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. But it was a fun my, moment. It's one of my favorite things from that show. Yeah. Or I'm just with his head in his hands. Oh, uh, no. So Batman and I <laughs> fought a legion of submarines. Shark. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for our movie news. Uh, we're going to come back right. We're going to go to break and then we're going to come back with a bunch of TV news. Titans and Harley Quinn and Crisis on Infinite Earths. So uh, if you're down with all that, um, we'll see you in a minute. If not, keep some DC on your screen. Whatever the hell universe it is, like we know anymore. I don't know. Just give it to me. (laughs) 
Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we're back from a little breaky, breaky poo there. Did you get a good nap? Yeah, man. Good. Everyone got to listen to some kind of bad, unless Boy, they're on the actual, For you know, whatever. Unless they're on Patreon. Socks or something. <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I don't know. I don't listen to the show after I post it, so. No, not not, not enough to see where the ads are or what they're no. doing. These days. I have no idea what's going on with their ads. Complete no. blank spot for me. You know, I, I just, you know, kind of always halfway expect that, you know, our listeners will be like, Hey, they're running Trump ads again. I'm like, ah, damn it. I'm going to stop that shit. Cut it out. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going with some kind of holiday sale. Probably. Or progressive. Or progressive. Some yeah, kind of flow probably. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Titans. Uh, we've got the future of Titans here uh, for DC Universe. Mm-hmm. They've been killing it this season. I've been really enjoying it. Great. So I'm super excited they've been renewed for season three. Mm-hmm. I just, I was so excited. Like the the only thing I've been more excited about recently, like very recently, is I was scrolling through my news feed and found that they've renewed Brooklyn Nine Nine at NBC for an eighth season. I saw that too, and they haven't even released the seventh season yet. I'm like, ah, oh. but they're not even saying this is the eighth and final season either. They're just saying, oh yeah, it did well enough. Like. Yeah. Apparently, there's Keep it been like a big ratings uptick since it got canceled from Fox and went to NBC. Like, That's not oh, surprising. You mean Fox didn't know what they were doing with the show? Cool. <laughs> Couldn't have guessed That's never that happened. Shit. <laughs> um, anyway. You mean Fox mismanaged a show and it went to another, or ne- another network who took a little bit of care and kindness with it and it did just fine? Oh, poor guys. Couldn't happen to nicer fellas. Mm-hmm. So, Titans renewed for season three. Really excited about that. Are you caught and, up? Uh, Are you caught up? Do you see the one from this week? I haven't yet. I want to. Mm, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, um, I kind of go back and forth. Like I let Titans go for a while and just try to maintain CW, and and then I'll like let like this week. Um, they didn't have Flash or Arrow come on, so there's almost nothing this week. It was very very slim on the CW front, so I got to catch yeah. up with everything else. Yeah, I I should have been able to do that, but. I was working on other stuff. Like yeah, I actually used that to catch up on uh, podcast stuff, not like listening to podcasts, but working on our podcast or right. my podcasts um, across the board, DC on screen and Star Trek universe. Yeah. I was also able to go, um, I've worked my way through about two of the five inches of comics I have sitting here. Oh yeah. I haven't done that in a minute. Yeah. Made some progress. It's getting real fun in comics land. 
Well, that's awesome. I don't know what DC is doing with this 5G thing. Oh, 5G. What do you like, know about 5G? Like the tech? Like fifth generation. Oh, I don't know about that yet. Yeah, it's like going to be like the next big reboot thing. Oh, no, I don't know about that yet. Where they're like condensing and then it's going to be like, hey, Wonder Woman start is generation one and she's with the uh. Justice Society. And then we're going to do like, like they're going to redo it where it's going to it's Batman happened like in the 30s. Like Batman is born in the 30s. And is basically retired by our age. And I think they're gonna do it. the fifth generation is going to be like John Kent coming back from the future and taking over for Superman. Because Superman happens like slightly before Batman mm-hmm. in the 30s or whatever. So, or I guess he would be happening in the 50s or something like that. I don't know. It's just uh, they Dan DiDio's got a timeline in his office of where everything takes place in, in, in the timeline. And most of the heroes that we love and, and know and love are actual Silver Age, 50s and 60s, it looks like. Hmm. Okay. And they're going to have some kind of funky reason why they're not aging. That's actually in canon that they actually specify. Okay. Well, that will be... I've been told. <laughs> I, I will need know. that by the end of all that. Yeah. I haven't, no, I haven't looked into it because I've... Uh, I have been... I'm not even calling it issues. I'm calling it inches behind in comics. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> I'm like I'm years and years behind, I'll call it. Like I'm almost caught up to a lot of what the Justice League is doing, but I'm also uh, I still got to catch up with Bane, and I've still got some other black label stuff that I don't have. But I, I haven't looked at any news because of that, because I've been behind. And I knew a couple things were finishing. Like I know Event Leviathan then just finished up, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what happens to conclude that. So I've been avoiding the internet for that reason. Oh, well, I almost just told you what it, what it, what happened. Oh no, don't tell me. Because that's how I consume comics now. I just read news articles and go, oh, okay. No. I mean, I'll know by the end of the afternoon because I'm going to go pick it up today. I finally finally had room. Fair enough. But uh, I'd been catching up to a lot of the Year of the Villain stuff and the Doom Rising and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I mean, as it is now, Doom has risen. Well, cool. Yeah. I'm going to... Next, i got to go check out City of Bane, see what's going on there. <laughs> Speaking of Bane, uh-huh. you, you saw this brand new Harley Quinn animated trailer right i did i don't remember bane though oh he was great like joker's talking to him on the phone he's like because like harley is uh hanging out with other villains and stuff and going to some party or something i can't remember what it was but um you got joker telling bane you know she has hpv right and and bane goes Mm. well most sexually active adults do (laughs) (laughs) i might have missed that part it's great. Is because like Joker's just being a, an asshole about Harley doing stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. she's making quite a name for herself. Yeah, they're totally doing just like a Tom Hardy impersonation on the show. It's, yeah, it's funny. Like- um, but his mask looks like uh, it looks less like a luchador mask and more like a gimp mask. That's that sounds right. This show looks fantastic. Oh yeah, and I'm we're re- really I'm close. Really loving Tudix Joker so far. Hmm. I've only gotten to hear really maybe five or six lines, but so far so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is kind of exciting. Uh, Neil Gaiman, <laughs> in an interview with the Radio Times, says, and in reference to Netflix's Sandman series, there are three of us, the showrunner Alan Heidenberg, David Goyer, and me, and we've just finished writing the first episode and plotting and breaking down the first two seasons. <laughs> All right. So we'll see what happens next. All right. To my knowledge, that's the first iteration of two seasons being mentioned. They've been having trouble mounting uh, the first episode for years now. 
Much yeah. less two seasons. I mean, it's been, what, <clears throat> excuse me, what, three or four years mm, since just, I've heard it yeah. bandied around? Yeah, I think it was the first year we were started talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Who, I guess, detached somewhere along yeah. the way. and then, me, me, me vamoosed. Yeah, and then this became, it was a it was a movie at the time, and then now it became, mm-hmm. um, I think when Gaiman got back on board, that was when he, he was the one, I think, who where we first heard this is really better as a TV series. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try to find it at home that way. I think the script writer and I think Heinberg and Goyer and, uh, Gaiman have all said, Oh no, this needs to be a, a TV show. <laughs> yeah. It's a slow burn apparently. Yeah. Which makes sense. Cause you, I mean, Sandman's one of those series that I wish I could go catch up on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Sandman and Lucifer in particular. Um, uh, you know, I like the show as it is now. Not so much the first few detective series seasons, but the the show now where it's making some bigger moves is is a lot of fun. And I I kind of I kind of wanted to let wanted to let it finish. Same way I've never read Preacher, but now that Preacher's finished, I have it on my to do list. But it's like you can't get any of those products I just mentioned. You can't just get you know a few books and get a good. You need an omnibus volume mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a it's a stack about we'll go back to inches. Maybe what is it about a foot long worth of books? Yeah. 10, 12 inches worth of books. Man, I can't, I, I can't afford that hobby. I'm gonna have to wait for him to get on uh, DC Universe, mm. which they insist everything is going to go on there. And I don't know if that applies to Vertigo, which is a lot of what I just listed. But yeah, still, here's hoping because it's the only way I'm gonna be able to afford it. Yeah, they're they can be expensive. It just you know it adds up. Like it'd been, uh, I mean, it it'd been three weeks since I picked up my um, my pull list last time I went mm-hmm. in because it's it's out on Wednesdays and every Wednesday I've It'd be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I wouldn't have time. I'd have to get home for something immediately. And then Monday and Tuesday would roll by and I'd go, well, I'll just go by then and something will happen. So anyway, this went on for weeks. I finally went in and it was like $90 worth of comics. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I don't, I, don't have, I don't have the budget for back issues for stuff like that, as much as I want to. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I know. I used, to, I used to get like almost everything from Marvel and DC. Yeah. I've actively a few times seen something and went, oh, that looks fun. And then just went, no, man, you're, no, you're tapped out right now. Yeah. What what always killed me was like, yeah, I got to get the monthly titles because I got to be caught up for when the big crossover happens. And then I'd be like, oh, but there's a, a mini series that, you know, by, by a couple of creators I really like. This is outside of the main continuity or in addition to the main continuity or happens, you know, sometime in Batman's past. And I'm like, yeah, but I like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, it's just, I, it kills I have you. learned this trick and you've probably, I'm sure you've known this trick before. Um, you know, for let's say for the entirety of DC, uh, as as it pertains to like the normal DC comics, like uh, Justice League esque kind of stuff, not the other DC stuff that's not part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's just that, just this universe, the DC proper universe. Um, there's probably what maybe eight to ten kind of things happening across, you know, at, at any given time. Mm-hmm. So what I've started to do is basically just focus on like one or two of those things and buy all of that. Yeah. So there's whole other. And I have, here's a cheat code for you. If you buy, if one of the things you're following is whatever Scott Snyder's up to, um, one, he's kind of, he's taken the lead in a lot of ways. Like the, a lot of what they're doing with the DC universe has to do with what he's doing with his stories. Mm-hmm. And two, he's done this on several issues of Justice League where you'll get a few pages into reading it and you realize that he's giving you a recap. Like you could have jumped in in this issue and gotten a complete explanation of what was going on before. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, he's actually really talented at it. Like you don't realize you're even doing a recap until well into it. And, and honestly, his stories are so complicated. You're kind of thankful that he's actually giving you like a little, 
It's like, why don't we take a breather here and focus on what's happened so far? Like, okay, thank you, thank you, because this was getting weird and big, and I think yeah. I forgot a few things. Yeah, yeah, I like from month to uh, on a month to month basis, and buying so many books, I started really having trouble remembering what the hell was hap- had happened in the previous book, and uh, so my cheat code is Wikipedia. I don't blame you. It's a fine one. I've used it before. Um, also, that my, the way my memory works is I I can have I go from zero recall to full recall. Uh huh. But not really in between. Like I don't I normally don't have to read something twice. Normally, if I've read it, it's logged. It's in there. I may mm-hmm. know I remember nothing about it. But if I just go literally flip through the pages, I'll remember the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, I'll stop and read a piece of dialogue because it was big or juicy, and I was like, well, there's some details here. I don't think I got. Yeah. I don't think I remembered the first time. And like I specifically will get spoiled in a, in a lot of ways. Like I stopped listening to you, to the pull list because I was like, eh, I kind of want to get to this. Like you've told me enough about this where I'm like, I do want to read that. Yeah. And it is, it is all spoiler. Um, the pull list thing. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, why, why occasionally I'll throw something in that has nothing to do with the continuity going forward. Like deceased is a, mm-hmm. was a great example of something that's just, if you don't want to know about that story, great. If you do, or if you don't care, it's not going to be canon except for like maybe a mention that I, I said mm-hmm. earlier. Um, I, I, I kept saying, uh, cause it occurred to me as I finished it, I was like, this would make a, an arduous, overlong, not really that fun live action movie, but it would make a great animated film. Yeah. Now I just saw that they uh, they started soliciting um, like the gigantic hardcover volume one of Injustice, God's Among Us comic. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And um, I know enough about that. I want to read that. That one is on DC's uh, universe, thankfully. Yeah. Because it's, okay. it's one of the ones that I have been. It's another one where I've, I've read probably the first two seasons of that or whatever you want to call it. <gasps> Uh-huh. Um, and then I kind of just trailed off and didn't really pick it back up. So, and the only copies I had of that were digital to begin with. I don't have any kind of paper version. So mm. I'm not, DC universe is fine for me. It's not like I'm going to be annoyed that I don't have the rest of the issues, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, I'll get around and reading some of this stuff, but I, I rely on friends and trusted reviewers to say, this is a good one. And I'm like, cool. I'll pick that up. And now, unfortunately, because of you, it's just and the few things that I've read, it's just going to be like, okay, any Batman thing that says, or any DC thing that says Scott Snyder on it, I'm going to pick it up now. Yeah, it's, man, he's killing it. And we had a conversation a while back, it was months ago now, where I was like, can I tell you about this one thing? And you're like, you know what, I actually don't. Because <laughs> you would hit that tipping point where like, I, no, I'm actually convinced I'm going to, I'm actually going to read this at some point. So, mm-hmm. Whatever happens from here. So now every once in a while, I'll send you like one panel, a, a screenshot of one panel of something that's a little bit non sequitury, but kind of uh-huh. fun. Mostly Jaro and whatever he's up to at the moment. I do enjoy Jaro quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I won't I won't buy it when it comes out, like initially, but when it goes to uh, graphic, uh, this Tom King, uh, Mitch Garrett's uh, Strange Adventures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounded good. I didn't have room for it on my list right now, but it sounded good. Anyway, yeah. After 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 Mr. Miracle, I'm yeah. All right. And they're they're cutting Tom King short on his Bane storyline. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to go all the way to issue 100, and they told him issue 85. 82 just came out, so he's got three, four, and five left to go. Uh huh. And I, you know, I it sounded like the the story's a little obfuscated. It sounds it sounded a little bit like he had something that he wanted to do. And they told him, hey, one of the last things you're going to do isn't going to work for the rest of the universe. And they kind of had to part part ways with him only getting to tell some of what he wanted to do. That and he, 
he's also going to do that bat he, cat. Yeah, he he. Well, thing. Well, that in the movie came up, and he was suddenly yeah. way busier than the comics were going to. I mean, it, it, yeah, the, you get a chance to actually write a movie for the DC universe. You take that shot. Uh huh. You cut your Batman run, run short, and you get over there and you write some new gods. Damn it! And he's not even cutting it short necessarily. He's just moving the part that they don't want to be canon over to the another story. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Um, and I've enjoyed a lot of what he's done. And some of the criticism I understood because there's uh, yeah, there's a couple beats that were that, that didn't hit me exactly great. I guess I don't know. It's hard to describe. Yeah, a couple a couple of beats that didn't resonate with me. Let's put it that way. But for the most part, I really enjoyed his take. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were talking about TV at some point, right? We were. Which one? Titans? Um, no, Sandman. We were talking about Sandman. And now we're moving over to CW. Okay. Recap. Titans. Yay. Sandman. Yay. All right, go. Yep. And now Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yay. Big yay. Um, I need like a firework behind me to to express myself fully. Did you watch those teasers I sent you? Probably. On Twitter? They, mm, they No, actually I didn't. Oh, damn it. I did watch the 15 second one. Yeah, I did watch the 15 second teaser. Well, they yeah, they have that. The one that and, includes Black Lightning and all that. Well, yeah, it does, but then they're, they they put out a teaser for each individual show. Oh. Where like the monitor, or not the monitor, the um oh Harbinger shows up and, you know, confronts each individual hero, basically. And uh, it's kind of, it's the same format. It's very, very, very short. Um, we have her show up at, and talk to Ollie and, um, and Mia. And we have her show up and Flash is like, Flash already knows. Flash is like, you've come to get me. The crisis has started. And she just nods sadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and they have little bits in there. What's really fun is there's a, um, there's a bit where Black Lightning is, we, we see him meeting all these characters very briefly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who the hell are you people? And he's like, you got to tell me my world is over and I've got to help you, uh, you know, oh my gosh. And he's, he makes some comment to, um, let's see, I have it written down. Oh, we have uh, Black Lightning in the teaser is talking to 90s Flash and says no one else has to die. Like, holy shit. And it's a blink and you miss it thing. You have to pause it. And you realize, oh, he's not talking to our Barry. He's talking to friggin' 90s Barry. He's talking to <laughs> John Wesley Ship. Who, in the CW canon, if I recall, has lost his entire world. Yes, I think so. Um, and in the Supergirl uh, Crisis trailer, they have the friggin' Superman cape from Death of Superman on the pole. Oh, like, all shredded awesome. and stuff. Yeah, like, that shot. Yeah. Um Ugh. Oh, in the Black Lightning, when Black Lightning, when he the person he yells, "Who the hell are you people?" to it was is Pariah. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, they have they have one for you know they where Harbinger goes against the legends. I'm just excited about all that stuff. I need to go watch that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're real quick. They're real quick. And uh, and then, of course they have the 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 suit up uh thing that you told me about. I or not, you didn't s- tell me, you just, you didn't tell me about that one. You just said it. Yeah, that's the one that I've seen. Um, now, what's weird is the monitor doesn't have his mutton chops. I can in, live without that. Yeah, I'm just, it looks weird. Like, it took me a minute to figure out what looked weird about him. And I'm just wondering why he doesn't have them. Yeah, I mean. It feels like a story point or something. Why would you? I don't know. But anyway. I, I, I mean, I, I agree that fashion choice shouldn't be monitor's top priority. It shouldn't be, but okay, why would right, shaving well, be top priority? I mean, yeah, 
Let's just assume that he was trimming one day and was distracted by all the crises going on. Uh-huh. And accidentally ripped into one of the chops. He was like, well, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Because we've all done that. <laughs> I've that definitely a, done that. Oh, man. I've I've had to take, take it down to bare bones a couple times because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, and I'll just hit this area real quick. Oh, I didn't have the guard on at all. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Osric Chow on, on Twitter says, did you catch my face in that trailer? The briefest of milliseconds. It's the uh, bearded character that everyone is saying is Ryan Choi. Ryan Cho, however you say that. Uh, he was sure. Okay. He was uh, the uh, the successor to Ray Palmer mm-hmm. as the Adam. Mm-hmm. So he's there. Cool. And um, Well, we know, I mean, we know that, right? That uh, Ray's leaving the show. Yeah. We don't know what capacity and exactly when. We do know that he's also playing uh, Superman in Crisis. Yes. And we did get a shot of him in the Kingdom Come Superman suit. I did see uh, that. It's pretty glorious. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's the kind of thing I can't believe we're, we're getting to see, that he's returning. Mm-hmm. And I'm using that word, I guess, specifically. And that it's as a Kingdom Come version of himself in a Crisis. Like, when you watch that movie all that time ago... <laughs> What sliver of a percentile of a chance would you have bet that would happen? Very small. I mean, astronomical odds. You know, I was thinking though, Mia Smoke running around with with Ollie in in the um, in the crisis. Uh huh. It kind of made me give more credence to uh, Travis's theory, Travis Hines's theory that um, that we're gonna have sort of a uh, Oliver taking the place of of uh, Barry type of situation, like. Um, because you know he did have those flash powers in in Elseworlds. He yeah. doesn't know how to use those now. But um, in this way, you would have Mia taking over as Green Arrow. We know she's going to because she's going to be in Green Arrow and the Canaries, the spinoff. But right. just wondering if she's going to take over the same way Wally took over from Barry when Barry sacrificed himself in the comic book crisis. Yeah, there's been a lot of lead up. To, uh, to Barry going away, but there's no hint that Grant Gustin has any plans of leaving Vancouver at the moment. Oh, yeah. I don't think he will. And Stephen Amell is for sure out of there, so... And in, in the Arrow teaser, uh huh, we actually see a shot of, of Ollie in pain, it looks like, on the ground, laying down, and what looks like Flash's arm beside him. Oh, wow. God, I've got to see these. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you do. Oh, well. <laughs> Tom Welling told a fan... That his cameo in Crisis is very, very short. I don't, I really don't doubt that that much. I mean, that he that said, seems entirely plausible. He told this guy he shot one day, one scene. Yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. But I do, I, I do believe that it's going to be kind of briefish. Mm-hmm. It, even if it is important, kind of briefish. But I don't, I mean, I don't think they pulled him in to do any kind of feature. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be that big. But the fact that they got Smallville in is still meaningful. Yeah, and I, I've uh, I've seen rumors that they are going to have um, the Ralph, Hecklin, and Welling Superman together on the screen. Superman ended up. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that's all I want. I don't want like a, hey, let's catch up situation. Yeah. It does crack me up, though, that we're, we're about to enter a world where there's going to be a crisis. Mm-hmm. A whole thing like that. We're going to have three different canoned Superman whilst there is currently I know it's in production but there is currently no actual Superman show mm-hmm. and and no Batman like it's just crazy yeah 
But I was just joking. I was I was watching Titans the other night, and I was just kind of shot you a little message, and was like, "Man, it 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 is really crazy that there are three live action Deathstrokes on on the field right now." Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's weird. We we live in strange times. I, I mean, like, it, uh, it, it, there are times where like I get on Twitter, and like twenty seconds later, I'm emotionally drained. Uh huh. And it takes moments like that where I I have to when I have private time where I'm just watching and enjoying something where I'm like, you know, fuck the internet. This is this is crazy and cool. This is a, this is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. We we live in far better times than your your feed lets you believe. Sometimes that is true. Now uh, Kevin Smith is going to take a little bit of time out of his uh, reboot Roadshow, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming to through Birmingham, by the way. If you want to try to make it, mm, not sure. You know what I saw though that got me excited was uh, Jason Mewes posted a thing about uh, where he mentioned Clerks Three mm-hmm. as a thing that's actually happening. Uh, you know, again and uh, dude, that could be ten years from now, and I still have the utmost faith that we will eventually see a clerks three. Yeah. I just believe it in my bones that that's a thing that's going to happen at some point. But, um, yeah, I might try to hit the reboot. Minimally. Someone tour. will be like, Kevin, here's 20 million. I know that's ample to make a clerks film. Make this happen. Sure. Oh, this is not the money. That's the problem. The problem is getting the guy that played Randall. As he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't yeah, he come back. He just, I, he just doesn't like being an actor. Apparently. I don't I remember <laughs> you telling me about that. Like he, it's something he did. And I feel like he wishes he'd never done it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, he's taking time out from the reboot Roadshow tour to uh, do a, C- a CW show, and um, it's going to be a Crisis on Infinite Earths after show. And uh, after each episode, well, it'll be an after show that's on December eighth and December tenth after the first and third parts. Okay. I don't know why not the second, but I assume there's some scheduling. I would just, I would assume that's all I got. But okay, I'll probably watch it. I probably will tune in for that. Like there, most of the time I stream whatever it is we're watching the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I have cable, but I rarely have time to actually sit down and watch a thing when it happens. It's just yeah, me too. I got a, I got a one year old. I mean, I don't have cable, but <laughs> well, maybe we should get you over for it. Like, it's yeah. it's a big enough event um, that yeah, like I, I I would like to actually sit down and watch this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of wouldn't mind that. soaking up the after show if I could. Mm. I mean, I'll watch it at some point. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it next day. But yeah, I might try. Someone, um, someone asked Guggenheim. I know there's probably more people for the best TV event of the year, but what's the possibility of the legends literally Victor Garber and Fra- uh, Franz Drama returning? Of course, Bebo is going to appear, right? And Guggenheim <laughs> responded, "One of the three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he says they're still adding people. He's still, or they're still adding surprises. He says there was there was a little impromptu Twitter Q and A, and he says there are still surprises, potentially some com- some cameos. I almost said that cameos uh, right. that fans are not expecting. He says we still have a few tricks up our sleeves, and we're working every day on more. Hashtag never fully wrapped. Cool. I, I, I'm down with that. I was. Here. I mean, I, I I agree though. I was kind of hoping that we wouldn't know everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, it's part of why I want to watch live is so I can not have to worry about the next day being spoiled on something. Yeah. So someone asked uh, Guggenheim, can you tease anything for Flash and Iris fans and for Crisis? And Mark Guggenheim said, Iris recruits the seventh Paragon. What? 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 <laughs> you remember when the Monitor said that there were the people who... The seventh Paragon. Do you remember when Monitor told uh, Oliver... That there are Paragons. There yeah. are Paragons. Yeah, apparently Iris recruits the seventh. 
which ones were the were, as it was flash and arrow were two of them right i don't know i guess so i remember the paragon speech and i remember laughing because the only time outside of that context that i've ever heard the word paragon was in a narrow wolf novel that's funny i swear it the the term went from the 1930s to now and nothing in between <laughs> i don't know man i don't know why that is but yeah that's that's funny I don't know what it means that she's going to find the seventh one. Uh, it's right. just a thing. Well, cool. Good work. Here's also something interesting. Someone asked uh, Guggenheim, uh, can you tease something about Laurel Lance in the crossover or her future spinoff? Guggenheim responds, Earth 1 Laurel in Crisis, Earth 2 Laurel in spinoff. Oh, all right. What the hell? I think I dig that, though. Earth 2 is Laurel that we're seeing right now, right? Yeah. The one that he rescued from... The white. The, yeah. Uh, that's been my favorite Laurel so far. Yeah. But Earth 1 Laurel is dead. So I guess it's going to be a time travel situation in crisis. Could be. Unless she's a paragon, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Or, it's I mean, it's, if it's Arrow, world. if it's Arrow, you know, they bring people back that aren't really back all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So over to Arrow proper. Stephen Amell has rapped for Arrow. Aww. He says, words can't even begin to express what Arrow has meant to me. Best eight years of my life. The cast and crew of the show have become my family. I'm going to miss them. I am wrapped. Um, the Arrow producers shared a really heartfelt letter on uh, on the last day of production uh, to the best cast and crew in the business. It's hard to, hard to believe that today is here, the final day of production on Arrow. We are so incredibly grateful to each and every one of you for helping us bring this show to life. What this accomplished is no small feat. Eight seasons, 170 episodes, a multiverse of TV shows, the biggest crossovers in television history, one incredible journey from beginning to end, all thanks to you and the countless others that have been a part of this show. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being a part of Arrow's final story. It has been an honor. Class act, that one. Absolutely. And we have a release date for the Arrow Caesar, uh, Caesar series finale. Series finale. The Caesar finale. Yeah. Etu Guggenheim. Mm-hmm. The January 28th It's going to be the last episode Okay Two weeks after the conclusion of Crisis on Infinite Earths I had wondered about that but That makes sense I mean And you know Steven being, being the softy that he is Was probably like crying onto his phone While he was trying to type that out mm-hmm. And I get it That's a I mean hell I've been in shows That were just in like high school shows And you only work for a few months And you still like Get a little weepy at the cast party Because you worked really hard on that shit Yeah Um, I get it not, not demeaning that in any capacity. It's a, it's a good thing, but um, man, like he's right. I mean, I love that he took a took some time to like show the real breadth of it. He's absolutely right. There's so much came out of this. Mm-hmm. Like to the extent that we're almost like we're almost exhausted. I mean, we are exhausted constantly, but we're like <laughs> it's the closest I get to fatigue sometimes. When I'm like the CW's doing what? Oh, another show. Okay, all right, all right. I just I'll just add that to my agenda and and uh, go ahead and buy a lot of condoms because I'm not having another kid for sure at this rate. <laughs> um over for uh what i'm affectionately uh at least mentally referring to as the mayberry rfd of the Arrowverse, green arrow and the canaries nice <laughs> the backdoor pilot will include uh charlie barnett who is uh, playing uh, jj diggle jr slash deathstroke mm-hmm. so i'm assuming He's going to be part of the series as well whenever that's, you know, inevitably greenlit. Because uh, we're not <laughs> fooling ourselves anymore, are we? No. Anything that gets a pilot or uh, even anything they say, hey, maybe we should make a show out of this, they just greenlight that shit. 
Yeah, I don't think... They just give it 13 episodes and add three by the end of the season. Yeah, like if there is a, a red light at the CW, it's broken. <laughs> Once something goes green, it's just, it's over. Mark Pedowitz tried to have that shit one time with Supergirl and he was like, I regretted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Uh, and the they Flash... just keep expanding how long they're willing to show us stuff in general. I mean, at some point, Pedowitz did say, like, we're not trying to exhaust anybody. And I kind of thought, thank you. That'd be great. It's like, we don't want to air six nights of superhero programming. I was like, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have time for that. Thank you. And, uh, but what How he's about done seven? instead, yeah, what he's done instead is he's traded six nights of super, because they opened up Sunday night, um, to their roster. Originally, they weren't doing Sunday night programming for like new programming at CW. Um, and I'm like surprised they haven't done Saturday. I, I, honest to God, I think the only reason they haven't done Saturday is college football and a couple other things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely think that because Saturday just has such a sports feel to it most of the time, that's what's keeping them. But other than that, they've already opened up summer. Like they, there's no real break in the CW schedule anymore. Yeah, it's uh, he's tra- we've traded six days a week for like four days the entire year. Yeah, that's not a break. It's it's not much of a break. No, we, there's like, I mean, at, at the current rate, the way we watch things and what we have on our schedule to watch, it's there's like I don't know two months out of the entire year where there's not something we're like in our queue that we're supposed to be catching up with. I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it a big chunk of the time, but my asshole is reamed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely do generally enjoy a lot of what we see, but yeah, there are times where like, man, I'm just, I'm beat. I got to go to bed. I, I don't have time. <laughs> yes. I want to watch the next one. I don't have time. I'm a twitching, fidgeting mess. I have to be at work in six hours. We're going to bed. Just, you know, hoping for an independent, nice little quiet, independent show on Netflix or something. <laughs> it's it's not even that. For me, it's like I'll have 30-minute comedies or something like, like Rick and Morty or Brooklyn Nine. Like something that's just like, yeah. I want to watch. I just want to watch Superstore like for an hour and go yeah. to bed. That's what I need. I need a palate cleanser. We're going to watch Superstore. I'm like five behind. Let's do this. Have you seen the new Rick and Morty? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right uh flash there's our is, segment of us bitching about something we just said we were grateful for absolutely because, because we're us we're us yeah too much of a good thing <laughs> a little bit yeah and it, it, again we do we live in rich and glorious times in certain ways but after a while you're like i don't i can't have any more red velvet cake right now i just uh, want a taco can i please just have a taco now you want red velvet cake and a taco, don't you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm really hungry. All right. Sorry. I gotta go. So we're gonna we're gonna power through this. Let's do it. <laughs> the Flash has cast Natalie Dreyfus as Do Searborn. Uh, Do Searborn. There I go again. Sue Dearborn. There we. You got it. Damn it. Cool. Um, she's gonna be coming in on the back half of the season post crisis. Mm-hmm. She's already been mentioned to some extent. Yes, she has. Uh, the The synopsis we have for her, or not the little synopsis, the character description we have, possessing a fierce intellect and a spitfire personality. Sue Dearborn is the daughter of one of Central City's most wealthy families. But there's much more to Sue than just the socialite reputation that always precedes her, which Master Detective Ralph Dibney will discover when they finally meet later this season. Yeah, now, he's been chasing that. In the books, they get married. Uh, yeah, she is commonly known as Sue Dibney at this point. Right. And is, she was, she was the one who gets raped by Dr. Light and, uh, burned to death in Identity Crisis, right? Yep. All right. 
I thought Presumably I we're not going that dark? I should hope not, even though Identity Crisis is a fantastic book. It is. And we've opened up, we've opened up the crisis can of worms, but I just don't know. I just don't know if we're going to rape Sue Demi and burn her alive. <laughs> right. I just, even on their worst day, I don't know if the CW's got that in them. Yeah. DC Universe would. DC Universe, maybe. Definitely. Now, let's go with definitely. They have said that, um, Sawyer has said that this is going to play out uh, a bit differently than it did in the comics. <laughs> Given what we just talked about, good. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, that car- that actress has been in the CW's The Originals, The Secret Life of the American Teenager, True Blood, and Will and Grace. So, so I've presumably seen her somewhere, but you I'll have. look her up later. Yeah. We're doing a speed, like, like a lightning round version of finishing up the news? So. I think so, yeah. Uh, cool. I thought we were. Um, <laughs> we tried. It's a fits over, and starts thing. We tried, ahead. yeah. Julia Pennyworth is coming to Batwoman. Cool. Daughter of, of, of Alfred there. Nice. The, played by the Royals, Christina Wolfe. And uh, being described as crafty and quick-witted British Secret Service agent who shares a complicated past with Kate Kane. Uh, which precedes, uh, sorry, which impedes her mission as the two set sights on the same target. I, okay. I'm I'm down with that. She was yeah. a character that's shown up in the comics from time to time, specifically Batwoman. Mm-hmm. So um, that works. And they have uh, also like she she helped Kate take down uh, many arms of death in the comics, and um, they have announced that. Uh, they're introducing the comic book member or the comic accurate member of the Mini Arms of Death, the rifle uh, played by Garfield Wilson in the show. So they're doing that. All right. I'm enjoying Batwoman this season. Yeah. Or so I, far, I should say. It's only been one season. For some reason, I feel like with Batwoman, they're eventually going to get to something like Intergang. Hmm. It it also feels like it would fit there really well. Maybe. But, you know. They've brought we'll up Intergang on Supergirl. They have. It's been mentioned before. I'm assuming but. it'll go over to... Superman as well. Inner Gang was always one of those groups that I never cared about. Not too much, but I think it would be good for Batwoman. I think it'd be a good match. Just her taking on a crime syndicate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see it. But I apparently thought I had way more than oh. I did because that's it. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, no, we got to get through this. This is like, there's a ton more. Oh, no, there was like two stories. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> false, false alarm. False alarm. I have Sorry. had like three hours of sleep in the last two days and I'm sick. Yeah. As soon as we stop recording, I've got to go to work. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, so just do like snort some vitamin C. Yeah. Maybe mainline that if you got a needle hanging around. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. You never got that far down the diabetes train. Actually, you know what? I do have several needles. <laughs> Why? Well, because like right after I was diagnosed the, for the first week before they knew oh. what, what version of it it was, they gave yeah, me insulin shots. they gave you shots. a couple. I got you. And I mean, they got me, gave me a lot. And so I've just got like a refrigerator full of like insulin and a bunch of those little tiny needles. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, I've reversed the, the diabetes apparently entirely. I don't know. It's not a cure, but I'm still susceptible, obviously. Yeah. As I understand it. Um, but you know your pancreas is back on its two feet so that's good right so that's you know solid i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i I know what i'm doing other than i've got a lot of cleaning to do because it's a sunday afternoon and that's when that happens Mm -hmm. um other than that i've I've, i'm gonna go watch all those teasers i uh i don't know why i missed that like i I knew about the one yeah i sent you some of them and then i found more 
I think the ones I sent you are missing the arrow one and maybe I'll find I, Batwoman. I only have a brief memory of it. I think Not this sure. is one of those things where I like looked at my phone and thought, okay, great, and then forgot entirely and mm-hmm. just had gone on to the next thing by the time it was, you know, I just, just completely slipped my mind after that. So now I got to go watch those. It kind of sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> my only issue with them is that uh, they do this little graphic at the end where they show like the wave rider flying through over the crisis logo Uh and they have this like cheesy like whoosh sound over it and it just it just looks like a bad photoshop job of them just like having a picture of the wave rider flying over the graphic and with that stupid whoosh sound Mm -hmm. it's like looking at something from fox kids back in the 90s oh that's bad it is bad that is bad you know it uh I don't know that we've ever looked into it, though. For these teasers, are they throwing it to a trailer house or are they in-house? I don't know. I mean, I, it's maybe worth investigating a little bit. but Because every now and then I see something like that. It's a little, it's like, oh, man, that, that doesn't look great. And then I actually see the show and I'm like, oh, King Shark looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. That's all the things. That's plenty of things. Go get, 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 go get to work so you can get some sleep. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. The collective you guys, not you, the individual, who I should be addressing this to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to let that go. Because that's the thing you read one time and now you beat yourself up over. Oh, no. I, it's like it's, it's the thing that's constantly said. Like, I've read it several times and heard it several times I on know. several different media marketing podcasts and podcast po- podcast how to podcast podcasts and all sorts of different things. Like I've been reading it since, you know, the old days when I did YouTube videos. Like don't talk oh, to you guys, don't talk to the audience as a whole, you talk to you, the person, the one person who's sitting there, you know. Yeah. I just I've never been able to wrap my brain around it. Just like, nope, got to talk to you guys. It works. All you guys. Um it it works for cult members too or cult leaders too. Oh my god. <laughs> the same instinct we're, we're talking about here yep all right <laughs> i want to know how to warp a person's mind <laughs> all right we gotta go uh <laughs> until next time uh release the snyder cut and uh keep some dc on your screen and i wish there were unicorns too <laughs> oh man i you know i think i'm rooting more f- i think i'm rooting for it more just to prove you wrong i don't blame you <laughs> I probably would be too if I wasn't already so hunkered down in this position. <laughs> Don't die on this hill, man. <laughs> the thing is, I can't. It's hard. Like I, uh, that you can't. Uh, absence of evidence is not evidence. So m- me saying that something isn't, I it's it's like the way science works when it's done correctly. I can only reject the null hypothesis. I I can't be right. I can only be not wrong. <laughs> And not. then this is also how science works. I can I can go immediately from not wrong to completely wrong and nothing really in between. Alright. You guys have a good week. <laughs> I'm gonna stay on this hill. <laughs> <laughs>
DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.